Welcome to Ed Talks, an audio podcast presented by Achieve Twin Cities in partnership with Graves Ventures, a project of the Graves Foundation. Ed Talks is a lively series of community conversations about public education and related issues that impact our young people. In this Ed Talk, Paula Cole discusses opportunities for educators and families to collaborate, advocate, and ultimately hold school districts and legislators accountable for the well-being and and academic success of young people. She argues that we need to challenge the narrative around parent engagement, particularly for lower income and BIPOC families, and provide culturally relevant tools for all families to become powerful agents of change for education excellence. Paula Cole was born and raised in the Dominican Republic, a place she left to pursue her dream of a college education in the United States. After six years as an Educators for Excellence member and teacher leader, Paula joined the Minnesota chapter as executive director. Prior to this role, she worked as an elementary teacher and academic coach in the Minneapolis Public Schools. Paula believes that the voices of educators are rarely sought and often ignored by policymakers, and she loves her work at E4E because it allows her to ensure that teachers' perspectives are included in education policies that directly impact children's education outcomes. This Ed Talk was live streamed from Ice House in Minneapolis on May 8, 2023. Thank you very, very much. Uh, this is, uh, I'll be here speaking about parent partnerships. This is something very close to my heart, as you can see. And we have labeled this teachers and parents an unstoppable team. Our schools are failing. If you, like me, came from another state and you happen to have kids who are uh, black, brown, indigenous, you could not have chosen a worse place to bring your family if you want to see them graduate from high school. Um, This is uh, something I didn't know when I moved to Minnesota 12 years ago, but more about that later. Uh, My name is Paula Cole. My pronouns are she, her. I am from the Dominican Republic. And I came to the States to pursue college education uh, back in Santo Domingo, where I lived. Uh, Private education is very expensive. Public education can be dangerous at times, unfortunately, or could be 20 years ago. Um, because a lot of uh, social distress will be represented at schools, uh, universities, so you will sign up for a class and may not finish it that semester. Um, I did not come to Massachusetts or New Hampshire first. I came to New York City, so sometimes um, uh, the transition from there here can can be a little bit interesting in Minnesota words. Um, But I had a two-year-old a long time ago, 15 years ago, and Aidan was diagnosed uh, to, uh, with autism at age two. And so we were living at the time in New Hampshire. It was a beautiful place. Uh, my husband found that place, I don't know why, so far away from Massachusetts, because he worked in Lawrence, but it's fine. I was going to school in Cambridge, but he liked the commute. So there we were in uh, Nashua. However, Aidan needed a lot of uh, intensive services so that he could speak, so that he could go to school, so that he could communicate, have fewer tantrums, uh, and so on and so forth. But the slogan in, Min- in New Hampshire is live free or die. The state doesn't really have a lot any services. So basically, our family pretty much overnight had to move to Massachusetts so that we could sign up Aiden at a public district that was uh, to be the best district in the whole state for special education, even though th- that was North Andover. 
even though Andover was the best school district, genetically speaking. That we learned from a social worker. So that's when I started thinking about what is it that the other half knows that I don't know? And how can I learn about that? Um, so we moved to Massachusetts to a very expensive place that was just not sustainable. And then that's what brought us to Minnesota a year after that. So my family and I, we moved on Labor Day weekend four years in a row. And that was very stressful. Um, so we came to Minnesota. I used to work at the New York State Assembly, and I worked at it as a constituent liaison, as a legislative aide, and I loved that job. And then through all of this learning with my son, I decided to turn to education, and that's what I decided to teach for America. And so I, uh, I was placed here in Minneapolis. Well, I lived here already, but I was placed at Emerson Spanish Immersion. That's just two blocks that way, yes. And uh, Emerson, I, I was hired to be a first grade uh, Spanish Immersion teacher. I was there for six years. I was a first grade teacher, a second grade teacher, a fifth grade teacher. Uh, my last year, I went to be a math coach at Fowl Performing Arts. And then that's when I was able to experience um, for the first time, isolating being a teacher of color is in Minnesota because I had the benefit of having a lot of native Spanish speakers at Emerson before. Um, so care deeply about that. And then um, in 2020, the beautiful year of 2020, I started working at Educators for Excellence because as you will see later, as a teacher, I was an E40 member. I was super active as a, as a teacher leader and I have found my voice in ways that I hadn't in the past and I just felt that we need more teachers to do some of the things and be engaging uh, legislative work and advocacy and organizing as well. And this is Aidan, and this is when you go like, oh, but, but he doesn't look that cute anymore, unfortunately. Um, I did not bring him today because I wanted to say that and make you laugh. He would not have been happy. Uh, so that was Aidan, my first day of preschool, 2011. He, in North Andover, he had full day pre-K for three-year-olds at the fancy school district, public school, where he had four, three of the peers, so four students and two teachers in that classroom. But it was just like, it's, it's, it, we just school then. We were paying 12 years ago, the same thing we're paying in mortgage today in Minnesota. That's how bad it was. Um, so that's Fraser Walk. Um, we really support Fraser. Um, and that was he during some sports Olympics at the school. And when you see Aidan there, Aidan didn't speak at the, not yet. Aidan's first word was juice, almost at three years old. And uh, this is why you see why this is so uh, meaningful to me. Where is it? There he is. There's Aidan now. <laughs> and thank you for the aws. And so that's me. I'm so proud. This was February 2nd when Educators for Excellence had Lobby Day. And we were advocating amongst many things for funding for special education. So I brought Aidan and he spoke that day. Um, from a kid who didn't know how to speak to have him come and say at a press conference that he was there because basically the way that funding was working, he was benefiting from money that could go someplace else, but the school has to provide services for him because the, the district, the, the, the state doesn't fund 
uh, public education, but they're mandated to do so. So, uh, yeah, very proud of him. And here we are to the, to the data. So this is gonna be a little, I'm, I, I promise it will be painless. It is data, but you like data. You're educators, most of you. <laughs> okay, so um, this is about, in addition to having issues with academic disparities, that's not the only thing that is uh, harming BIPOC kids in our schools, in our classrooms every day. Discipline disparities is also something that they're, uh, they're struggling with. Um, and it's such a vicious circle because if you are behind, you need more instruction, but if you pull that out of the classroom, you're not getting that instruction. And that is just not, as you can see, the, the divide is very pronounced. Uh, that blue line at the top is black, the middle line, light blue, is Latino, and then white students. So, uh, and notice that the population here is not, it's just double the, the percentage of the, the proportion of the population that, that we have. So that shows just how different it is. Uh, I swear I'm not gonna go through all these numbers. This is just a national assessment of progress. Uh, this is the uh, famous NAEP report. And what I'm going to show you here, um, that is a two <laughs> behind the curtain. So if you look at the 2020, Two average scale score for Minnesota is 239 points. And it's, it's seen like, you know, that's, that's not a bad number. Then you look at 250 students. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, the percentage. So 11 points higher for white students. So the 239 is the average for Minnesota when you're thinking about math in grade four. The white students are at the 250, and then you look at Brown students, that comes down to 217, and then you have 214 uh, for black students. So that just shows a lot of people think that Minnesota is doing better than we are because they're only looking at the number at the 250 points. Uh, something similar we have in, in reading, uh, I'm sorry, in math for uh, grade eight, you have an average score of 280. 290 for white students, 253 for brown students, and 254 for black students. The graduation rates uh, trends are following the same thing that we see with testing, unfortunately. And this is where the partnership comes in so that we can take that F down and turn it into an A. And that's partnerships with families. And this, 71% of teachers, this is brand new, this is half from the presses, uh, Educators for Excellence does this uh, survey annually of teachers across the, whole, the nation. 71% of teachers are saying that their students are doing considerably worse than they were before the pandemic, which is not going to be surprising. But when you, I'm going, when you ask parents, how is your kid doing? Families at staggering levels believe in different cities and states that their kids are doing really, really well. So our kids are failing and our families don't know that. So what do we do? How do we bridge that gap? 
I set out to answer that question back in 2015 uh, as part of my master's thesis at Hamline. MPS did not let me do research on students, so I got a little creative and I said I'm going to survey parents. And I wanted to know what are their views about teacher-led parent advocacy to address education inequity in Minnesota. I wanted to know how they felt about college. I wanted to know how prepared they felt. I wanted to know uh, who did they trust the most um, to receive information at school, and then this is what I found. Um, found everybody felt that there were ba uh, barriers brought on by race in education. We also have uh, parents, a lot of things that were not really surprising Parents who had gone to college, they felt that their kids were going to go to college, like they were very certain about that. They felt that their kid was gonna, when asked about what's your idea for like, what's that journey look like for that parent, it looked exactly like they were. The parent who went to the small liberal arts college, they said, oh, I, I envision my kid going to like a school that size. Or I envision my child going to a school that's bigger. The parents who did not have uh, formal education, they felt that they would like it to, to see their kids going to college, but they just didn't have a clue uh, how to do it, and they didn't think it was possible. So then this is what children are listening to throughout as they're growing up. One thing that all parents agreed with, none of the parents felt that they have any power changing that school, and that was from parents of all demographics, uh, including not just race, but also, income, levels of education, and that to me was startling. So that's where I came with this idea. So that's me um, when I was an E40 member. I grabbed that picture from the internet because I, <laughs> uh, I'm on their website. I feel very proud about that. So we have, uh, E40 Minnesota has an organizing model. What the thing that we do is that we, we, uh, our team of organizers, teaches our members to be organizers so that then they can do the work. Because our team is small, we're a team of seven, but if we empower more people to do the work inside the schools, then we're going to be seeing a difference. So I said to myself at the time, well, what if teachers were the organizers organizing parents so that parents could do the hard work that needs to be done on the ground? And then I very creatively name my pilot Parents for Excellence. We had some goals. Um, we wanted parents not just to come and learn a little bit about homework, but we also wanted them to learn about advocacy and organizing and how to raise your voices and how to use them together. We wanted to think about solutions to improve our student life, but basically there was something like, whenever somebody asked me, like, Paula, what is it that you want? I want parents from low-income communities to, to be empowered and, and fearless in the way that um, middle-class parents do in the suburbs. In fact, a lot of my teacher friends will say, I will never go teach in the suburbs because the parents are very annoying. But, you know, it works. So I don't want parents, you know, I don't want that whole thing. However, we do need to do something. So I built a plan uh, to get there. Uh, I spoke to my boss who's here. Hi, Aaron. He's not my boss anymore, but I'm going to embarrass you. Um, to bring this idea, of course. And then I had to think about building that curriculum. I wanted teachers to be the, the instructors. 
I wanted to offer dinner and childcare to eliminate barriers of attendance. I wanted to, we did invite the whole school, all families from the school, and it was offered in two languages. During the program, the parents would go, because I was doing the advocacy training in two languages, when the families were not with me, they would go on a rotation of learning how to support their uh, children with academics. So we did some common core math, some reading, uh, a variety of things, media literacy, and so on. Uh, train the parents on how the system works. Like parents, uh, especially Latin American parents, uh, we, come from a place where you just really trust the teacher to take care of all of that education. And then uh, the, the homework is about being, you know, having good manners and being a good citizen. Uh, a lot of families here believe that because their child is moving from one level to the other, that they're actually at grade level, and that's, not, that's really not true. Uh, so a lot of parents were surprised to hear some of these truths, and then they started, I, I asked them, like, we work on a workshop, they were thinking about what problems can we try to solve, um, and that's really what we wanted to see, like parents working together and knowing that they can bring the problem to the teacher first, the principal, the superintendent, the school board members, the news, um, and that working together they were going to see a lot of things, like holding accountable school districts needs to come very often from the parents because they have the money signed. If you, I'm a school board member in Richville, I should have said that, uh, and the kids have a, a money sign. And when you move a kid from, a, from one district to the other, guess what? The school board members, we notice that. And we don't like that. So it's really important that parents know that you have a lot of power, that school districts are not doing you a favor, that school districts want your business. Did I go? Okay. So this brings us to uh, this end. This academy was piloted uh, a long time ago. E4D Minnesota wants to do more of that work and we are here to help you. Uh, we have uh, some members of my team here. If you are an educator, if you know of an educator who may be interested, I would like to give $5,000 to a team of teachers that agrees to do this because um, we have it. It came from funding I had from my agency and in a very strange circle, Achieve had that funding for me. And so uh, we want to use it for what the funds were intended. So please let us know. And I look forward to hearing of your questions a little, little later. Thank you. Ed Talks is presented by Achieve Twin Cities in partnership with Graves Ventures, a project of the Graves Foundation. For more information on Ed Talks or to watch Ed Talks videos or listen to audio podcasts, visit AchieveTwinCities.org.